This episode of Politics Without the Boring Bits is sponsored by BT, because BT means business. BT knows that businesses come in many shapes, sizes and guises, from the person just starting out at their kitchen table to the biggest employer, which is why no matter what line of work you're in, they've got your back to help you succeed and do what you do best. No doubt connectivity is a must in Westminster, and it certainly helped us to get this episode created and distributed to you listening right now. BT already connects more than 1 million businesses and public sector organisations, offering secure and reliable connectivity. Nearly three quarters of people running a business or side hustle feel they couldn't do so without reliable broadband and mobile connectivity. That's why having connectivity you can count on is a must for business, whether it be facilitating multiple devices being connected at once or making team calls or guest Wi-Fi access for customers. BT's connectivity helps keep you and your customers happy. Whatever your business, BT's got your back. Search BT's got your back. This episode of Politics Without the Boring Bits is brought to you by Luton Rising, owners of London Luton Airport, the UK's most socially impactful airport. Find out more at lutonrising.org.uk. Hello, this is the Red Box Podcast. I'm Matt Cholley, and unlike everyone else, I'm still in the same job I was yesterday. Coming up on today's episode, it's been quite lively, it has to be said. It's always exciting when we get some breaking news during the course of the show. Uh, particularly exciting when we get, first of all, news of a massive U-turn and then a cabinet sacking. First, though, let's kick off with what we learned this week. We learned that things were so bad that Liz Truss was heading to the Commons Cafe to meet MPs for tea. Yorkshire tea. We learned that Therese Coffey's got a new tactic for dealing with whatever Kay Burley asks her. You're just throwing comments at me, uh, Kay. We learned that Liz Truss thinks the best man to tear up the... Abacus economics that the Treasury orthodoxy has promoted for years. Is James Bowler, who's worked in the Treasury for, um, 20 years. Uh, we learned that Liz Truss does have the power of self-criticism. Mr Speaker, I'm genuinely unclear. We learned that even King Charles is feeling sorry for her. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear, indeed. Uh, we learned that we are now so clueless, they are now so clueless at Tory HQ that party chairman Jake Berry sent out a mass email with the subject line, do you know what day it is? Genuinely true. Uh, we learned that Labour's Keir Starmer sought to capitalise on the government's woes by having a row about deselecting an MP and moving Party HQ further away from Parliament. This is really not the time to descend into absolutely nonsense. We learned why Penny Mordaunt looked furious throughout PMQs this week. My resting face is, uh, is that of a bulldog uh, chewing a wasp. All is not lost for Liz Truss. She's still got the support of um, Chris Akabusi. If you believe in this strategy, trust and quota, quota. Mm. forget the noise, because you're always going to have people who are going to fling big bats at you. Implement your strategy and fall on your sword in two years' time if it goes Pete Tong. <laughs> That's on GB News. Uh, never mind getting Britain moving. We learned that Kwasi Kwarteng is going nowhere. And you'll be Chancellor and Liz Truss will be Prime Minister this time next month. Absolutely, 100%. I'm not going anywhere. Although he is... Quasies. Yes, and it turned out Quasi Quarteng was coming home to get the sack. More on that in just a moment, including reaction from Andrew Neil, uh, giving us his assessment on just how bad things are for the Conservative Party. Before all of that, let's just rewind very slightly for today's big thing. 
The Big Thing on Times Radio. So, barely three months ago, Boris Johnson issued this warning to whoever replaced him as Conservative Prime Minister. So, of course, it's painful not to be able to see through so many ideas and, and projects myself. But as we've seen uh, at Westminster, uh, the herd instinct is powerful. When the herd moves, it moves. And my friends, in politics, no one is remotely indispensable. And our brilliant and Darwinian system will produce another leader equally committed to taking this country forward through tough times. So that was Boris Johnson warning about what happens when the herd moves. So is the herd already moving against Liz Truss? In a moment, we'll hear from Stephen Swinford, the political editor of The Times, uh, to get the latest from Westminster. But first, that's the question that I've been asking Conservative MPs and ministers. Are, has the herd moved against Liz Truss? So I, I thought what I'd do is just take you through uh, some of my texts and WhatsApps uh, that I've received over overnight and uh, this morning. So let's, let's have the first one. Ah, yeah, there we are. So this is a London MP. Oh, yes. The herd is moving. Tory MPs are a wild bunch of cats and they're just not for herding. A rural MP is saying it's difficult to tell, but it must be close. Uh, former cabinet minister, no, not quite. Uh, another former cabinet minister, this one. Uh, no, it hasn't. It takes an awful lot to turn the herd. Uh, this is an MP in uh, down in the West Country. It's volatile, uh, but I'm not aware of a clear plan. Most of us are looking to October the 31st. If that doesn't work, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Very good. Uh, bu -bu -bu who else have we got? Former Cabinet Minister. I don't think it's as organised as, as the stories suggest. However, the reality that lots of people are discussing lots of options is clearly true. That's obviously about the, um, the idea of uh, Rishi Sunak and uh, Penny Mordaunt teaming up. Uh, oh, we've got another one. Uh, 2019 intake, this one, a sort of red wall MP. Uh, she needs to do absolutely everything in her power to A, get colleagues to feel consulted and involved, and B, to stick firmly to the growth and tax principles and make damn sure it actually yields some results or else we're buggered. Uh, in fact, one message we're just getting in now. Uh, it's been reported that Liz Truss is going to hold a press conference later on uh, this afternoon in Downing Street, uh, whether that's to stick firmly to those growth and low tax principles or uh, or to change course, uh, not clear. But the Prime Minister holding a press conference this afternoon, uh, presumably once she's told uh, Kwasi Kwarteng has just touched down at Heathrow uh, to hold the talks about exactly what changes they are making uh, to the mini-budget. Uh, Will that be enough to stop the herd turning? This is what another MP uh, sends in a sort of blue wall 20, you know, southern, southern home counties 2019 MP. If the next month is like the past month, they text me, I suspect the party finds a way for a no confidence vote and she'll have no chance in that. Her supposed supporters aren't even there in PMQs cheering her. The 49 MPs she got in the first round of the toilet contest look like the more accurate position of her support. Uh, another one from a former cabinet minister. Has the herd turned? It seems that way. A government minister texts me. The herd has not turned. Uh, an MP down in the southwest. I say it's turning. Lots of waiting until the 31st of October. That's when the uh, 
the medium-term fiscal plan supposed to be happening. Definitely last chance saloon. It's as bleak as it's ever been. Far worse than under Theresa May or Boris Johnson. And I'm not sure how we get out of this. I think she's snookered us good and proper. Lots already looking at other job options. Uh, an MP, long-standing MP uh, from the South East. It's feeling like it's a large herd of buffaloes, Wild West style. And then a publicly loyal, uh, this is interesting, publicly loyal uh, sort of home counties Tory MP saying weeks of pain before an inevitable PM resignation after some random trigger that it can't necessarily be foreseen quite yet. She might last into the new year, but it's all over. Uh, so that's the uh, that's the messages I've been getting from Conservative MPs. Not universally saying it's all over for Liz Truss, but it's looking uh, pretty bad. Uh, let's go live then to uh, Westminster. Uh, Stephen Swinford is the uh, political editor of The Times. Steve, uh, first of all, your reaction to the news that uh, Liz Truss making an a, a emergency press conference this afternoon? Uh, well, Matt, the wait, the wait is over. The Times has exclusively revealed they are going to reverse the corporation tax freeze. So corporation tax will now rise next year. We think it's probably going up to less than the 25% that was originally planned. But they're also going to junk some other parts of the mini budget, some of the less high profile ones. And it looks like the kind of only things that will be standing will be the reversal on the national insurance stuff, the uh, income tax stuff and the stamp duty cuts. So you're basically losing three quarters of that mini budget. So it is one of the biggest U-turns we have ever seen, I think, frankly, in, in political history. And it puts the prime minister, it might help her in the short term with the markets, it might stabilise things, but it totally shreds her political credibility. What do we know? And obviously it's difficult because he's been on a plane. What do we know about how much Kwasi uh, Kwarteng knows about this and has been involved in this? Is this a Downing Street decision or a Treasury decision? So it looks to us the drumbeat of the week as all of the noise has been coming out in Downing Street. And we've been pretty much on the record with that. Our colleague Ollie Wright splashed a story earlier this week that it was number 10 officials were urging her to do this U-turn. Some in the Treasury that I was talking to were very surprised. They weren't aware of the conversations. And I was told of the decision earlier this morning while Kwasi Kwarteng was still in the air. So there is a scenario where they agreed it in a phone call you know, while he was in the air. But it's, he's on a commercial flight. So uh, how in the loop or how part of these discussions quasi quarting is, it's not clear. What I am told is that ideologically they are joined at the hip, so to speak, and that he is unlikely to lose his job, which is what everyone's thinking about now. Will quasi quarting be safe? Will she ditch him in a bid to save her own premiership? It looks like they're going to remain as a pair. But how, how long this goes on for is those messages you were reading out. It's very uh, febrile out there. It's not organised yet. It's quite indiscriminate. But Tory MPs are very, very worried. And this is probably not going to help matters. I was just, as you were speaking then, Steve, my mind went back to that, that Sunday night at Conservative Party conference. Liz Truss goes on uh, the telly Sunday morning and says, the 40, yes, we are absolutely going ahead with the cut in the 45p tax rate. Then uh, it was briefed that Kwasi Kwarteng was going to say in his speech, we must stick with the course. And then it was again, it was Liz Truss calling in late at night, sort of nine, ten o'clock at night, calling Kwasi Kwarteng in and saying, look, we're doing this U-turn. It doesn't feel like a very, a very uh, um, stable relationship that they've got. It, it's not a stable relationship, but it's what, what is also worth remembering on the, this mini budget is it was Liz Truss's mini budget. I was told that she'd been working on this effectively for 11 years. Now, 
that's that's what we were hearing. What I'm not not clear on at the moment still is what's going to happen with Kwasi Kwarteng. So at the moment, I'm expecting him to stay in post, but I guess that could change, Matt. All bets are off this afternoon. I just want to play, Steve, um, something up we spoke to about an hour ago. We spoke to Mel Stride, the chairman of the Conservative MP, chairman of the Treasury Select Committee, sort of laid down, I mean, big supporter of Rishi Sunak, but laid down sort of his tests for the next day, uh, days and weeks. The reality is that Liz Truss won uh, the election, uh, leadership election, fair and square. I don't think I have any uh, qualms about that aspect of it. And I think, therefore, and for the sake of the country, actually, under the, these very difficult, febrile financial times, that we take a deep breath, uh, that we stay calm, and that we give the Chancellor now the time and the Prime Minister, both over this weekend with these discussions that may be going on, but also at the end of this month when that plan comes forward with the OBR forecast. That's a kind of moment of truth and I think the party should step back and give them that space to do that. Moment of truth uh, is how um, Mel Stride described it, Steve. Uh, you sort of wonder where we'll be politically and economically by October the 31st. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it is very chaotic out there. I mean, this might calm the markets, Matt, but we've also got this stuff going on with gilts and the end of the Bank of England's intervention in the backdrop. We don't know how that's going to play out in the next few days. So this, this may help in the short term, but in the medium and long term, it, the, this is an existential crisis for the government. Let's have no doubt about that. Liz Truss is at real risk here. And as our front page said this morning, MPs are manoeuvring. They are thinking about removing her, as all the people that you've spoken to, Matt, have indicated. The, the herd is moving, albeit in different directions, going all <laughs> over the place. But what everyone is united on is... This can't go on and it has to change. What has not happened yet is that has galvanised in into a cohesive opposition with a plan for removing her from office. But it doesn't feel like we're far off that. The other, the other point we should make, Steve, is that the, 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 the other bit, the new stuff we were going to get in the fiscal, the medium-term fiscal plan on October the 31st, was some of these supply-side reforms, changing uh, workers' legislation, planning reforms, environmental rules to put rocket boosters under under the economy. And actually, the lesson that Conservative MPs will have taken from the last couple of weeks is if they don't like any of that, it won't take much to get them to U-turn on that as well. Exactly. And we've already reported that a lot of these supply-side reforms are actually being delayed because the measures are considered too contentious and they're already provoking several big revolts before they've even been announced. We revealed that they were going to shelve, for example, no-fault evictions, which is a kind of seen as a compassionate conservative policy to stop people from being made homeless. I was told that Liz Truss didn't like it. It wasn't a priority. It was going to be kicked into the long grass and ultimately dumped. That provoked a massive rebellion from Tory MPs. And Liz Truss then went to uh, Prime Minister's questions and said that she was going to do it. What's not clear still is when she's going to do it, Matt, but that's a kind of microcosm <laughs> of where we are, that, that, that she is incredibly weakened. And all of these grand plans, these revolutionary, libertarian plans they had to do things differently and go for growth, it feels like they are very much on the back burner now. So that was Stephen Swinford breaking the news of the big U-turn on the corporation tax cut. Up next, what happened after he broke the news that the Chancellor himself was heading out the door. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of Politics Without the Boring Bits is brought to you by Luton Rising, owners of London Luton Airport, the UK's most socially impactful airport. Find out more at lutonrising.org.uk. You're listening to the Red Box Podcast. Now, a huge day in British politics. Liz Truss announcing Kwasi Kwarteng sacked as Chancellor as she prepared a huge U-turn on what was left of his mini-budget. I caught up with the broadcaster, chairman of The Spectator, Andrew Neil, to get his assessment on what the hell was going on. Well, I've seen many governments in slow-motion car crashes way back to Teddy from the early 70s, Wilson Callaghan in the late 70s, John Major in the early 90s. This isn't a slow-motion car crash. This is like one of these old silent movies where everything is at twice the normal speed. <laughs> this is a speeded-up car crash that's taking place. And the Prime Minister has decided to sacrifice her Chancellor and basically sacrifice most of her mini-budget in order to regain market credibility. And she has pro- should probably succeed in doing that in the short run. The markets have priced these things in. Uh, but the price she's going to pay, I think, is almost certainly the complete destruction of her political credibility. And it raises the question of how long she can last. I mean, never mind her political credibility. At what point is it, does it also lead to the complete destruction of the Conservative Party? I mean, the, the, my phone's been sort of red hot all morning with Tory MPs. I mean, lots of them bluntly being quite selfish about their own uh, prospects. I, mean, I think they're all they're all on LinkedIn looking for jobs. Yes, uh, I would always discount uh, the destruction of the Tory Party as the most <laughs> successful political party in the modern in the in the history of democracy. Uh, it has this amazing ability to survive. That said, it's uh, it's standing at the moment as it is at its lowest in modern times. But that is linked to the Prime Minister and the Prime Minister's uh, political credibility. And although it's a sign of desperation, um, the, the politi- if the political credibility of that party's leader is shot to hell, which I think that's pretty close that it is, then they will move to get rid of that leader. It may not save all their skins, but it may save so- some of their uh, skins. And I think it's her job 
that is now on the line. Not the Chancellor's job. That's gone. How long do you think she's got to show that this, this latest push of the reset button has actually worked? Well, not very long at all, uh, because I think a lot of people know that this was as much her budget as quasi Quateng's budget. People know that she and Quateng were joined at the hip ideologically and had been for a number of years. So the idea that she can distance herself from the budget and from the Chancellor is, is for the birds. It can't be done. And Tories know that. And they've concluded also that it shows she's just not up to it and messy, almost absurd as it sounds, they're going to have to move. I mean, I said earlier in the week that there was a Another prime minister who, like Liz Truss, Tory prime minister, who was brought up uh, part of his life in the west of Scotland, that was someone almost everyone has forgotten about now, called Boner Law. He survived for seven months. I think Liz Truss might beat that record. Wow. I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's going some. Uh, just just uh, finally, Andrew, is there, was there lots of people who don't follow t- politics or indeed economics that closely? We're wondering how on earth all of this is, has happened. Um, how much of this can be placed squarely at her door and how much is more to do with the sort of the economic backdrop that she inherited? It can be placed 100% at her door because although there's no question there are global headwinds everywhere and every major country is suffering from a rise in interest rates and low growth, we're all probably heading for a recession and tough times this winter. The most you can expect from any government in these circumstances is not to make things worse. She and Mr. Kwarteng succeeded in making things worse. Andrew Neil, lovely to speak to you. Uh, thanks so much for joining. Andrew Neil, there, broadcaster, chairman of the Spectator, and uh, Andrew, I assume you're you're one on Sunday. Yes, we are. Uh, just after six o'clock on Channel Four, and, Sunday night. Do you know yet who any of your guests are? No, because you can imagine they're all <laughs> they're all running for cover. They could <laughs> they could be Chancellor by then. That's all we've got time for on this episode of the Red Box Podcast. Don't forget you can listen to me live Monday to Friday, 10 till 1 on Times Radio. And we bring you the best bits here on the podcast. And if you're feeling particularly nice, why not wait and review us wherever you get your podcast from. This episode of Politics Without the Boring Bits is brought to you by Luton Rising, owners of London Luton Airport, the UK's most socially impactful airport. Find out more at lutonrising.org.uk.